anyone else have a great sleep last night? A few? Yeah, great, really great. And I went to bed later than I usually do, so I don't really know what happened there. I think Jesus blessed me. Um, I'm just going to find where I'm speaking from. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in here. Um, so we are on our third week of Prepare the Way. And um, who loved Mandy last week? Yeah. Awesome. Who can remember the three things our heart needs to be? Humble, trusting, and purpose-filled. Yeah, but purpose-filled was the third one. I wanted it in order. But well done, everyone. We remembered humble, trusting, purpose-filled hearts is what Mandy brought to us last week. And I love that because if we've got that, then we can be used by Jesus to help prepare the way for others. Um, So I've had an interesting time with this preach. (laughs) Um, I prepared and studied and thought about this preach like a month ago, and I was pretty sure what God wanted to say through the passage that um, I was going to speak on. And I was like, yeah, I've got it down, sorted, great, nailed it, and like a month in advance, brilliant. And then I spent some time on it a couple weeks ago, and I was still like, okay, yeah, I think this is what God wants to say. And then this week, I sat down to look at it, And something just didn't feel right about what I'd written down about what God wanted to say to us today. And I can't explain it other than like, it just, it just didn't feel right. I was looking at it and it was all good stuff. It wasn't like I was speaking random or not biblical. It wasn't, he'd been like, hey, that's really, you know, that's heresy. Don't say that. It was good stuff, but it just, it felt off. It didn't feel like what God wanted to say through, through this preach. And so Monday I looked at it, and then Thursday I looked at it again, and Friday I even practiced it. And even as I was practicing, I was doing it, and I was like, oh, these are good words, but why do I feel so weird about this? This doesn't feel like what you want to say, God. It's just, I wasn't expecting this to happen, because I really thought this is what you wanted to say in this preach. And then Saturday, Saturday night, last night, 10 p.m., God says, I actually want to say this tomorrow. And I'm like... I was not expecting that. And I rewrote this preach at 10 o'clock last night because I don't get up here and say things just because they're good and encouraging and nice. I get up here and say things being obedient to what I think God wants to speak into all of you. So please hear that. This isn't, I would rather do the one I had because it's nicely put together. It has good communication techniques. It's, you know, it flows really nicely. I know where I'm going. I would much rather do that. But out of obedience, I I gave in to the unexpected voice of God last night and said, okay, yes, I will speak on what I think actually you want to say through this passage, because I would much rather do that than say just nice things and it doesn't move us or stir us or change us in the same way that it could. So you on board with me today? Are you ready to like, let's adventure together. <laughs> let's do this together. This isn't me and, you know, I am the wise one and know it all. Let's all dive in together and actually see what it is that God has for us today. Because I, I think he wants you to participate today. I don't think he wants it to be like, okay, cool. You say everything. I'm just going to sit here and yes, nice. All right. And then I'll go. No, I think God wants to do something unexpected in you today. Just as actually, which is hilarious, God totally knows what he's doing. He spoke to me about unexpected encounters last night. And lo and behold, in my preach, he moved unexpectedly. (laughs) He actually taught me what I needed to know for what he then wanted to bring through this preach. I was expecting it to be a certain way. 
We expect things to go a certain way. You could have expectations of how your morning in church is going to go. You could have expectations of how it's going to be. But sometimes God wants to do something unexpected. And he did that for me. 10 p.m. last night, I was not expecting to rewrite a preach. I was like, yep, I'll get ready for bed. But wham, he came in. He came in, he broke in. Liam and I were praying for today. And God just broke me. Honestly, I was crying. He broke me. I wasn't expecting him to suddenly move in me that way. Liam can testify. I was suddenly singing songs that weren't even actually songs. But, and usually I feel a bit shy like about singing openly, just me and my husband. Because that's really intimate, you know, vulnerable. <laughs> what if you hit like a bum note? Like that's awkward. And you're like, oh, I'm going to put him off worshipping now. But I couldn't help it. I was like, I was broken. God unexpectedly broke in on my prayer time and said something different and moved differently in me and moved in a new way in me. And I was like, I have to go with this. And I stayed up till like half 11. And so I don't know where my energy is coming from this morning, but it's here. But I slept beautifully. I think that was a blessing from God. I think he was like, you stayed up. I'll bless you with good sleep. But I stayed up until like half 11 because I couldn't stop. I didn't, I didn't expect to. You know, my Saturday night is an early night before early morning Sunday. I didn't expect it to look that way. I didn't expect to encounter God in that way. But I went with it because I trust him and I want to know what he has for me. And I think God this morning, he wants to stir and challenge every single one of us here to be open to unexpected encounters with him. Unexpected unexpected encounters with him. So when I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, he gave me the word encounters. Encounters, an encounter with God. What does that mean, an encounter? And we, we can have so many encounters in our everyday. You know, think when you go through the day, how many different people you encounter, how many different encounters you have, good ones and bad ones and funny ones and awkward ones and shocking ones and ones that you're like, okay, I didn't expect that. You have so many encounters in your day and and when you encounter people, it's so different. You know, Leah mentioned... um, when we baked gingerbread and we went to hand round the, the carol service things to our whole block of flats the other day. And, you know, they, they were maybe some unexpected encounters for the people in their flat that suddenly these strangers are knocking on their door with gingerbread and, like, you don't usually accept food from strangers. Um, but here you go, have a gingerbread, and here's an invitation to a carol service. Unexpected for them. But also for us, there was this one guy, and we, like, knocked on the door and he opened it, and just his head appeared around the corner like just the head halfway down like hey and we and we were like oh uh, is is this a bad time and then like he just like appeared a little more clearly like didn't have a top on unexpected wasn't expecting this and he's just like peering there and we're like um you know we can come back and then we're like do you want a gingerbread um and he's like no no I don't want one and we're like oh okay well you know here's a here's a carol service thing and then he suddenly yells to his like girlfriend in the flat like do you want a gingerbread and then you just hear her go yeah get me one and I don't know why I did that voice that was kind of how they spoke no no offense intended to their accents in any way but it came across like that and then we were like oh sure here's here's a gingerbread and they took a carol service and then off he, his head off he went disappeared and back in the flat he went and that was like a little bit weird <laughs> a little bit of a weird encounter a little bit awkward you know someone's topless peering their head around a corner and you're offering them a gingerbread man not normal in your everyday 
So that was a weird encounter. Our encounters in our lives, they, they have an effect on us. You know, they, they impact us. They, they leave us feeling a certain way. If you have like a really happy checkout person when you're putting your shopping through, then they just make you feel better, don't they? You walk away going, oh, I enjoyed that shopping trip. That was great, wasn't it? I didn't feel stressed. You know, sometimes like, I don't know if you get this, but when you put your food through the checkout in a thing and like the person puts it through really quickly and you're trying to pack equally as quickly as they're putting the food through and you're like, I'm panicking and they're putting the food through and I'm like, I don't want it to pile up. And you're like, just stressed. I leave feeling stressed after that encounter. I didn't enjoy my food shop. Anyway, I feel like I'm going to get really distracted about all the encounters I have in my world. But you get the point I'm saying. Encounters impact us. They have an effect on us. They leave us feeling something. And this passage that we're going to read in a moment left people feeling in a certain way. And there's, oh, I did the thing where I speak really fast and then I can't breathe. One type of encounter that can truly change us and help us and help others want to go and find Jesus after it is a heavenly encounter a heavenly encounter. And when I looked up the the actual definition for encounter, it actually means something unexpected. Something unexpected. And this passage we're going to read is is a moment where people have an unexpected moment with heaven. They have an unexpected moment with heaven. And that just, I don't know about you, but that just... It stirs something up in me. It sounds so intriguing. It sounds so enticing. It builds like a longing in me, like, oh, I want an unexpected moment with heaven. Like, how divine, how life-changing, how glorious, how wonderful for my soul to have an unexpected moment with heaven. So we're going to read from uh, Luke chapter 2. And it's well known part of the Christmas story, but I'm hoping this morning that maybe something unexpected will change in you from God, that actually you will be open to, you know what, I know this so well, but I'm going to open myself up again, because I'm going to be open to an unexpected moment with heaven this morning. And so it says in Luke chapter 2, we'll start from verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Just imagine that. Like the glory of the Lord shone around them, like a whole wall of glory just encapsulating them. And they were terrified. Okay, they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. It will cause great joy for all the people. All of you, none of you are discounted. Great joy for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah and the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, 
a great company of the heavenly host. I love that phrase. Just picture it. A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. Hey, they didn't go slowly or doubtfully or fearfully. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, when they had seen Jesus, when they saw his face, when they had seen the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. You see, these shepherds, they were not expecting to be interrupted by an angel and a company of the heavenly hosts. They were looking after their sheep. They were going about their usual day to day. They were outside of the the village. They were on the outskirts. They were minding their own business. They were just getting on with what they had to do. And they were unexpectedly interrupted by heaven. They were unexpectedly interrupted. And their unexpected encounter with heaven, their heavenly encounter caused them to hurry to find Jesus. Their encounter with heaven caused them to hurry to find Jesus. Encounters with heaven will cause us to hurry to find Jesus. People who don't know Jesus... You can be a heavenly encounter to them. You can help them encounter heaven, which will cause them to hurry to find Jesus. You could have been a Christian for years and years, yet an unexpected moment with him, with Jesus, will cause you to hurry to find more about Jesus because you won't be able to help yourself. That is what a heavenly encounter will stir within you. But in order for us to prepare the way for others through helping them encounter heaven, We have to have had those encounters for ourselves in our own lives in order to carry that into the world. One of the questions that I wrote down last night when I was talking to God about this was, are we giving space to have heavenly encounters in our own lives that cause us to want to find out more about Jesus? Are you open? Are you open in church for God to just unexpectedly break in on you? Or have you got walls up that stop that ever happening? 
Is fear gripping you? Insecurity, pride, comparison, worry, apathy. All those things are walls that stop you being open from God unexpectedly breaking in on you so that you have an encounter with him. And when I speak about that now, what we mean now is, I mean, I would love angels to appear. I think that would be awesome. Like, and I tell you, if angels appeared, we would not all just sit silently. Like, we would be like, what? And I don't even know what we'd do. I don't know what I would do if an angel appeared in that glory. Imagine, like, glory was all around us. Like, I don't know what you picture, but just picture, like, right now, encapsulating that went all the way around all of us, just this, like, I don't know, a shining golden wall. Like, I don't know what a glory around people looks like. That's what I imagine. It's blinding. It's, you know, it's intoxicating. You can't think of anything else but that. You're like, I'm surrounded by glory. I must take note of what is happening here because this isn't normal. This isn't usual. This isn't expected. And nowadays, nowadays, when we talk about having an unexpected heavenly encounter, for us now, that's, that's an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's, a, that's an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is a deposit of heaven that we can have within us. It connects us to heaven. It is the exact Spirit of God who resides in heaven. Therefore, it is heaven within us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is our connection to heaven. And so when I'm speaking about having an unexpected encounter with heaven for you and I, that's us being open to the Holy Spirit unexpectedly breaking in on us and us going with it and experience it and diving in and not being afraid or fearful or worried. And you know what? I would love, I would love, this, this is a family. Church is a family. We are brothers and sisters. We are all children of God standing alongside one another, doing our utmost best to just seek Jesus more and live him out in our lives. And so I would love, I would love that truth to affect how we then feel when we come to worship, when we come to receive, and our thoughts on how we view entering our experience in church on a Sunday morning. Because if we truly are children, if we truly are a family, you know, a good family you feel at home in, you feel relaxed, you feel open, that you can be yourself. And that is my, so my heart for this place, that all of you would feel like you could come and be yourselves. You could come and feel at home. You could come and be and feel open. And that's important. And I think God knew what he was talking about when he labeled us as brothers and sisters to create a family. Because that means, hopefully, hopefully that means that we'll be just that more bit open to having God break in and being expressive towards him when he does. Being open and willing to drop the guard. Let go. You're not putting on a performance. You're not here to impress anyone else. You're not here to raise the right hand at the right moment in the right line in the lyric of the song. You're not here to do any of that. You're here to express your unique praise, worship, adoration, willingness, openness to your King, Jesus. That's what you're here to do. I don't know why you come to church on a Sunday morning, but that's why I come, because I get to do it alongside all of you. 
And I love, here's the thing, I love and it spurs me on when I see others expressing their unique expression of worship and adoration to God. I love it. I love when I see Jamie pull out his Bible in in the worship and start reading because I know that's him and, and he's having that moment to interact with God in the way he needs to, to express his desire to go deeper. I love when I see Sam just sing louder. Because I know that's him expressing his unique way of of a desire to go deeper with God. I love it. I love when I hear people singing their own song or they, they sing a harmony. Because that's their unique way of expressing their desire to go deeper. To be open to an encounter with the Holy Spirit in church. And I would love, imagine, just picture if every single one of us chose to let go this morning. Let go. Let go and say, do you know what? I'm not going to give in to the pressures that I feel, that the pressures that, that social settings want to put on me or that I have in my life or, or you know, I've just put on myself. I'm, I'm going to let go of them this morning. I'm going to let go and say, I want to be open. I want to be desiring to know more of Jesus, to be open to a heavenly encounter with his Holy Spirit this morning regardless of what is going on in my life, regardless of what is going on. I don't know what kind of day the shepherds had in this story. <laughs> they might have lost a sheep. <laughs> they, you know, they might have been, had a bad time counting all their sheep. There might have been a wolf coming in. I don't know. Maybe they'd had a really boring day. You know, maybe they were feeling a bit on the outskirts, a bit lonely, a bit forgotten. A bit like I'm just going through the day-to-day moments of life and this is all I have. I don't know. But they didn't run away. They didn't back off when heaven unexpectedly broke in on them. They stayed in that moment. Do you see, it says that they were terrified. It says they were terrified. And, you know, if we think about that, it's a bit odd that God would said something that would scare people when he's trying to talk to them. You know, why didn't he just send someone that looked like them and, you know, came and just tapped them on the shoulder and went, hey, uh, excuse me, uh, do you mind if I just share something with you? It, it wasn't comfortable. Okay, it, it wasn't normal. It wasn't the usual. It wasn't anything they'd had before. And it says that they were terrified. Why would God leave that there in the Bible? If that was me, I'd be like, take it out. It's going to put people off wanting to encounter me. Like, don't tell them that, that, that they were terrified. <laughs> because that's bad, isn't it? That's, surely that's a negative thing that they were scared when the angel showed up. No. I think there's a point here for us that actually we can feel that fear when things start to get maybe a little more deep in church. We maybe are not terrified. <laughs> maybe some of you are. I don't know. But we, we, I think we all have had that moment. If we've been in church, I know I've had that moment where something in me goes... I'm a bit scared of what's happening now. I'm not sure if I like it. 
But we have a choice. And I think this passage is here to encourage us that yes, the shepherds were terrified. And for me, that wouldn't be the desired outcome of my first encounter with someone. But they stuck it out. They stayed and listened to what the angels had to say to them. Because, you know, they could have run away. They could have chosen to ignore, although I don't really know how you ignore like a bright shining light in your face. I imagine it was quite like loud voice he spoke in. I don't know. But they could have run off. But they stayed. They stuck in this moment when they were terrified. And what happened? They found Jesus as a result of it. They found a savior as a result of it. As a result of not giving in to fear, they found Jesus. And I think sometimes we can sit in church and something will scare us. It will prod at a pain you have. It will prod at a sin that you've been struggling with. It will prod at something within you you just don't want to deal with. And we feel scared in that moment because who knows what's on the other side of letting go? Who knows? But I want to encourage you this morning as the angels declared to the shepherds in their moment of fear, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of a kind of different encounter with heaven. Do not, please, flow church, do not be afraid of an unexpected encounter with the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid of a move of the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid for the Holy Spirit to slightly scare you. Do not be afraid of that. Because on the other side of your fear, on the other side of that that one moment when you feel scared, there's more of Jesus to be found. There's more of Jesus to be found. And there's some things that we can learn from what the angels say to the shepherds. And some things we can learn from what they say that actually I hope, this is my hope and desire, well not mine, God's. This is God's hope and desire for you this morning. That you will feel encouraged past the point of fear to be open to an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I hope, I hope that what you see, what the angels say to the shepherds will encourage you. That if you let go of that fear, let go of that mask, let go of that opinion, that attitude, that thing, whatever it is, let go of it this morning. I hope that you will be encouraged to do that when you find out what it is that is available to you when you open yourselves up to an unexpected encounter with the Holy Spirit. You see, encounters start by letting go of fear. I've said that a lot, I'm aware. Encounters start by letting go of fear. But you have to recognize 
that the first thing the angel said to them was, do not be afraid, because he knew The angel must have known that fear could have frozen the shepherds, that fear could have have caused them to react in a way that he didn't want them to. Fear would have frozen them, crippled them, blinded them, sent them running, sent them panicking, closed them off, shut them down. That's what fear does. We've all probably experienced fear. This world is is saturated in this expression of fear. We have fear of the future. We we have fear of what's going to happen in the news. We have fear of death. We have fear of someone taking something away from us. Fear is saturating this world. And the angels knew that they had to come at it straight away if they were going to get the shepherds. If they were going to get the shepherds' attention, hold it so that they could hear the truth they needed to hear, so that they could find Jesus. They needed to speak against fear straight away. And that is my speaking into you this morning. I speak against every single hold fear has in your life right now. I speak against it. Fear that you have for your family, fear you have for your future, fear you have of letting go, fear of pain, fear of rejection, fear, fear, fear. I speak it off you right now. Do not be afraid in this world. Do not, please, especially do not be afraid in church. Do not, this is no place for fear to reside. This is no place in the house of God for fear to have any sort of hold on you. Fear should not dictate any of your response in church. It is not of God. It is not God's desire for you. But fear is crippling us, I think. I see it everywhere. You know, the news sparks fear. There's fear, there's fear of so much stuff in life. And I have such a deep urgency and desire within me for all of you to be rid of it. Because you know you can. But especially in church, fear will stop you from encountering and experiencing all that God has for you. Fear will tell you that's not for you. Fear will tell you, no, that's, that's just them. They're a bit extreme. Fear will tell you, don't do that. You look silly. Fear will tell you, you can't do that. What if someone judges me? Fear will tell you, oh, I'm not ready. Fear will sow seeds of doubt in your mind about your expression of worship to God. No good thing can come from giving in to fear. And so I say over you this morning, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid in your life. Do not be afraid of your future. Do not be afraid of what is to come. Do not be afraid of things. But especially this morning, do not be afraid of an unexpected encounter with the Holy Spirit. Do not fear the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid when he falls and he moves in your life. Do not be afraid. It is the first thing the angels say. Encounters start by letting go of fear. But here's some things that encounters contain that I hope will encourage you to let go of the fear and be open and willing to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Encounters contain encouragement. 
encounters with heaven, encounters with the Holy Spirit, they contain encouragement. You see, the next thing that the angel said was, I bring you good, good news, not bad news, not worrying news, not scary news, good. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people, not 20% of joy, not a little joy, not an English amount of joy, not oh, a tired joy. <laughs> Yay, I'm really joyful, but I'm so tired. Great joy. Good news, great joy. That's what the angels chose to say after they had come against fear. They let the shepherds know that this encounter is going to encourage you. There's goodness in it. And let me tell you, if you will let go to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, there is good news and great joy available to you within it as you let go and experience it. As you say, this feels weird and I felt a bit scared to start with, but I'm going to trust you because I know there's good news and there's great joy and there's encouragement for me from encountering the Holy Spirit. That's what's there. Good news. Great joy. Don't you think this world needs a bit more of that? Good news. Great joy. I will repeat it in my life for as long as I need to so that it sinks in and changes my attitude and changes how I see things, changes the time I'm willing to give Jesus in my life. Because I know there's good news and great joy for me when I open myself up to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And when I open myself up to an unexpected encounter with the Holy Spirit, there's good news and great joy. And this good news wasn't like any other good news that we can get in life. You know, I remember once when um, we were doing, I was doing my A-levels. And we did um, an exam in January for my psychology A-level. And we got the results back. And we were like, oh, yay. Like, it was good news because we'd all done pretty well. But who knows that any good news in the world can be taken away from you? Because then the examiners, like, you know when they have, what do they call it? Where they, like, recheck against when they've done some marking. And they let the school know that actually they'd overmarked. <laughs> and all of our grades were going to go down. <laughs> Not the kind of news that you want. But good news in this world can get taken away from you in an instant. It can, and that's not to depress you. Do you know, Jamie's got a, a new job. That's not to depress you. Be like, that can go. <laughs> that's not to be like that. But it's to realize that these things of this world are fleeting. They're but a whisper. They're like the blade of grass and can get carried off in the wind at any moment. They are not grounding. They are not truly deep and meaningful for our lives. But the good news of Jesus Christ lasts for eternity. This good news will never leave you should you choose to accept it into your life. This good news is always, always, always there. And always providing great joy. Good news and great joy that is encouragement to be found in encounters with heaven. The second thing that encounters contain, encounters contain truth. They contain truth that we need to hear in order to help us. 
You see, then the shepherd, um, the angel said, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He didn't, they didn't just use um, one name of Jesus. They didn't just say, oh, this, this baby's been born. You know, they didn't say a, just a baby has been born. You should probably go check him out. No, they said the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born. They put truth in their encounter with the shepherds because they knew it was that truth that was going to cause them to want to go and find it. If they just said a baby's been born, go find him. That's, that doesn't stir as much. Lord, Savior, Messiah. The encounter contained truth about who Jesus is. And when we are open to an encounter with the Holy Spirit, we will receive truth that we need to help direct us in our lives. We will receive the truth that we need for a certain situation. If you're struggling with something, open yourself up to an encounter with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will give you truth that you need for that situation. An encounter contains truth. And the last thing, encounters contain direction. They contain direction for us. You see, the next thing that the the angel said was, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This will be a sign to you. Encounters with heaven, encounters with the Holy Spirit contain direction for your life. They contain direction for your next step. If you are one of those people that maybe at this point in your life, you're thinking, well, what on earth is next? What am I doing with my life? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I encourage you. Open yourself up to an encounter with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will give you direction. It might not be as specific as go to this town and look for a baby in a manger, but it might be work on peace in this season. It might be trust me more in this season. It might be we need to deal with that little bit of pride that you've got going on there. It might not always be practical but it will be beneficial for you. It will take you to where you need to be in order to find more of Jesus. You see, this direction from the angels took the shepherds to where they needed to go to find the Savior. An encounter with the Holy Spirit will take you where you need to go to find out more about Jesus. That is what is on offer for us when we choose to be open to an unexpected encounter with the Holy Spirit. And once we are there, once we are in that position, once we have had these unexpected encounters, it is then our job to be those to others who don't know Jesus in this world. You see, there are a bunch, there are hundreds, there are thousands, millions of people in this world who are just like these shepherds, And hadn't found Jesus yet. And yet the heavens broke in on them one night. That is our job. To carry the Holy Spirit. To be people activating the Holy Spirit. Moving in it. Being stirred by it. Being changed by it. We must then carry that to others. 
so that people where God has been silent in their life because they don't know Jesus can have an unexpected encounter with heaven, which just might cause them to want to go and find Jesus for their savior. One quick example of this from my life. Any of you remember um, and know the, the day they have in July called Stains Upon Thames Day? Yes, you know that day? Um, well, this, this year, the one just gone, Flow Church had a, had a stool there. And um, we did like free face painting and I think we did henna and like gave out free drinks because it was like that heat wave, do you remember? When England was hot for once in summer. But then we all complained that it was too hot because we can't cope with the heat. But we had this stand at Stains Upon Thames Day. And we were just giving out free drink and just having, you know, conversations with people about Flow Church and whether they wanted to come and just, you know, reaching out to the community. And I remember this one um, young mum came with her daughter and her daughter wanted to get her face painted. And so the daughter was having um, her face painted. And I just felt, I felt like the Holy Spirit started to prompt me about this mum. Unexpected. Unexpected. I didn't really want to be the weird one that had to talk about Jesus to a stranger in the middle of Stains Upon Thames Day whilst her daughter's having her face painted. We don't generally want these unexpected moments because they disturb us, they disrupt us, they make us uncomfortable, they scare us, okay? But we must push past that because this was important for her. This wasn't about me. This is about me letting go of my selfish feelings of not wanting to and actually really putting someone else first. And I felt the Holy Spirit start to prompt me, like, you need to speak to this woman. And so I just started asking her some questions, and I started asking her some questions about her life. And, you know, she was a, a single mum, and she was about to be thrown out of the house she was in, and she didn't know where she was going to go. Um, and she couldn't work as much because she, she had this young kid. And I just, I didn't want to. But I knew I had to. And I just said to her, she doesn't go to church, you know, never been to church. I said, can I pray for you? Unexpected, scary, but necessary. I said, can I pray for you? And she was like, sure. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I'm going to keep going, even though this is awkward, even though I don't like this. And she isn't probably liking this very much right now either. She probably feels a bit like the shepherds, terrified. But I knew that this encounter was important for her. And so I just had to be that vessel. And, you know, I talked her through it and I said, like, well, um, close your eyes because that will help you not to be distracted and feel like everyone's looking at you. She was still she was just like clinging on to the handles of her buggy. And um, she had her eyes closed. And I said, I'm just going to put my hand on you. Um, I hope that's okay. And she said, yes, that was fine. And um, I started praying for her. And the peace that just flooded through me, and I could see it, it suddenly changing this woman. And even though there was tons of all this other stuff going on, an unexpected encounter with heaven was happening right there on the street. This woman wasn't expecting that to happen in her day. She didn't know Jesus. She didn't know the Holy Spirit. And I prayed and I could see, I don't know if um, any of you get any of this, but sometimes when you pray for people and you know the Holy Spirit's moving, something physical happens with them. 
something physical you can sense and see sometimes when the Holy Spirit is doing something. And her eyes, I could see, even though they were closed, they were fluttering so quickly. And I knew, I knew the Holy Spirit was doing something in her. And she opened her eyes. And like when I finished praying, she, she kept her eyes closed for a while afterwards. And I just waited. And she opened her eyes and I just asked her, I was like, you know, what happened for you then? She just said, with tears in her eyes, I just felt peace. In this woman's world where everything was tough, where the world has sown fear into her, when it had got her down, when this world had come against her, that there wasn't good news, there wasn't great joy, there wasn't a savior for her, there wasn't direction for her life. She just said, I felt peace. And for her, that was monumental because her circumstances didn't equal peace. Her circumstances equaled worry and fret. And she said, she just said, I felt peaceful. She said, I've never felt that peace before. And she didn't, she didn't actually live in Stain. She was visiting some friends. She lived somewhere else. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that she doesn't come to Flow Church. It's not what it's about. She had an unexpected encounter with heaven that maybe, just maybe, has caused her to go and find Jesus. And that is what it's about in this life. That is what our purpose is here as a church, as individual children. That we would carry heaven through the Holy Spirit within us so that others encounter it in their lives. And maybe, just maybe, they go and find Jesus for themselves and have their eternity changed forever. That is what it is about. <laughs> 